This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. This is The Night Shift with Mark Lloyd. On Dubai Eye 103.8, the UAE's number one talk radio station. Well, off we go again, picking up our games controllers. And you might cash your minds back to last week. And Kevin Sebastian said that he was going to bring me a South Indian curry that he created from his video game. You've come curryless, so I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. We'll put it off till next week. But uh, <laughs> uh, we've got a lot to look forward to, of course, uh, in gaming throughout the summer. As we mentioned last week, Day of the Diver sounds really interesting. Yeah. Uh, but um, there's a lot of games in Netflix that we can find to play as well. So Netflix has, like, again, you have a free subscription. If anyone has a subscription to Netflix, you can basically play the free games on your phone and on your TV as well. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is actually on it, by the way. Uh, It's called Shredder's Revenge, and uh, it's based on the classic TMNT game. And uh, I'm not a fan of the controls myself, but obviously I'm used to playing controller, but people would actually get a real kick out of it. Literally. Okay. <laughs> and uh, you get to, it's a side-scroller, so a typical arcade-style, NES-style game, but it's more made for the modern audience. And it has a wonderful soundtrack. It has amazing story. And uh, not much to say on the lines of, other than the fact that you should be playing it because it's free. And uh, even if you are not the kind of a person who's a gamer, it's also kind of nice to have you know play with your fr- play with your yeah, yeah. play with your family like this is like a family game yeah through and through like it's such a, like a classic 90s cartoon game as so well it's a right? bit like street fighter style no like, not even bit, uh, no. i don't know if you ever played the old classic nes double dragon games uh, where it's a side scroller so you have to keep moving on to different levels oh, you keep walking oh a bit like super mario where you yes, kind of yeah, like yeah, that yeah, yeah. but you, right. you're fighting like enemies come from all different directions okay and they have like variations in the levels where you can like sometimes ride a surfboard skateboard for example and of course, collect pizza because it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, <laughs> which is pretty cool. It's a good game to get into right now because the movie is coming out very, very soon as well. Okay. And it's exciting because that movie is actually, you know, for the first time that it's played by teenagers, actual teenagers who are voicing the turtles. So I'm quite excited for that movie as well. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, having the ability to like just, you know, you don't have to play get a big console or a PC, and you can just play the games on Netflix. And they have a huge library, by the way. Really. I, wanna, I didn't even know they had any they games. Did. And yeah. you can actually play the Queen's Gambit chess as well. There's an actual chess game. Okay. Uh, which is actual chess. And you play as the character yeah. from the Queen's Gambit. Yeah. So Anya Taylor-Joy, that's her name. Yes. There's an actual cartoonized digital version of that game as well. So even if you want to take up chess, why not? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> I shall look at my Netflix subscription in a completely different line. Now I know that there's games on there. Now next up, uh, something called Starfield. What do we know about this, Kevin? Starfield is a game that has been in development for a very, very long time. A very, very, a very, very long, long time. And this is a game that I hold very dear to myself because, again, I had ambitions to be a pilot potentially an astronaut and I, that, obviously while that's not going to happen I can get to still experience that in in this format Starfield is essentially from the makers of another hit RPG called Sky, uh, Elder Scrolls uh, they they made like the very popular Skyrim which is like one of the best yeah, selling RPGs yeah, of all time I know that game and uh, now think, Sky, think Elder Scrolls in space like in fact, the when I saw the developer video for this game, they basically had the aesthetic and they called it NASA Punk. So that's <laughs> what they were going with. Where it's the it's it's the far far flung future, but not that far off. Where we're still using like parts from NASA sh- ships and stuff like that. 
so the game's procedurally generated. Now I already brought this up what that means in, in last week's episode, but imagine having a spaceship and you have over a thousand planets to explore, of which like a hundred of them will have story elements. But the there's so many layers to this because again, you're playing a character that you can design completely from scratch, you can make it personalized. And certain names, for example, uh, the AI will actually be able to tell your name in the game. So I, like, my name's pretty simple. So Kevin or Mark or someone like that. Yeah. The AI will actually memorize these names and then they will call you by name if you name your character like that. Otherwise, again, it'll be silent. But there are certain elements that are pretty cool from the very sound of it. For example, your ship can be constructed like Lego. So you can like okay. change contextually how your ship looks and they've limited it in such a way that your freedom is completely in the, you're up to you to do whatever and like it actually it affects the story in some way for example you want to have a bigger crew quarters for example so you build like a bigger hatch for them or for say for example you want a better weapons loadout you can like put weapons in your cockpit for example like minor things that will make you spend hours at end distra- like designing the perfect ship like I see people 3D printing models just to like mm. build this thing in here and I'm excited mostly because I think part of the whole joy of like traveling in space and the whole aspect of discovery, that's going to take a lot of the time. It's a Xbox and PC exclusive, so sorry, PlayStation fans. Uh, you have other space games, I guess. Yeah, I'm that. sure. <laughs> you I'm do. Sure. But Starfield, for me, is definitely going to be that game that takes up and eats up all of my winter. Yeah. So you're sure. going to be an astronaut after all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just at home. Or as close as it gets to. So that's Starfield. When's it due out? September. It's oh, coming on September right, the corner. Yeah, this is very, very close. Uh, before I let you go, um, of course, one of the most famous names in the world of uh, gaming is Assassin's Creed. Uh, have we got another outing another with Assassin's Creed? We do, and it's a special outing because it's going back to the roots. For those of you who remember, Assassin's Creed became this very open-world RPG-style thing where there was a lot less assassination and stealth mm. and more like open warfare, and that's the that's the formula they went with, and they're still sticking to it. Assassin's Creed Mirage, however, goes back to the very, very beginning and in fact takes place in Baghdad. So... It's going back to its old, old school stealth action. Is that where it started off? It's how it's exactly yeah, how it yeah, started off. Yeah, and the character's name is Bassem. So basically, you're you're playing as one of the titular characters in the series, and it's a new character and has like some very stellar voice acting as well. And I can say this because like I know friends who have personally worked on this game because they are based in this region. They have put so much love, care, and effort into like making sure that the Arab world is represented oh, of that time. So, yeah. even things like their collector's edition, for example, when you buy the statues and everything, the Arabic calligraphy, all that history has been gone into this game. So, a lot of thought has gone into the story of Mirage. And that's exactly why people played Assassin's Creed. The stories were so compelling. And they continue to be compelling because they have a great, great narrative. So, now rather than making an open world game they still have kept it somewhat open world but they've taken much more detail in building the city around it say for example you want to you know have an eagle that scouts enemies for you you can actually see the level of detail they've done in in constructing the cities and say for example it's a parkour game at the end of the day so you have to like scale buildings mm-hmm. and yeah, stuff like that yeah, yeah. so even the animations when you climb the wooden pillars 
all of those little details. When you climb the wooden pillars, you can actually see like little grains of sand and dust. Wow. Fall. That's the Such level of detail. That's the level of fidelity, graphic fidelity you're going to experience in this game. So Amazing. definitely one for the history books because, uh, as, again, as I learned the, the, the Assassin's Creed that I loved the most was Assassin's Creed 2, which took place in Italy. And I learned all of Italy and Florence because of that game. Mm. And I can't wait to learn more about Baghdad. And how did it, Assassin's Creed, um, you know, transport itself into the movie? Uh, were, were you impressed with the movie when it came out? I wasn't, unfortunately no. not. <laughs> um, you know, the his, that whole thing that, you know, when Hollywood takes takes their you know own iteration yeah. and turn, tries to turn it into something of their own, that's probably what happened. Uh, I wouldn't have agreed with the casting, to be honest. Like, that's probably one of the biggest things that I did not agree with. Even the action, all of that sort of thing, which is why when you have, you know, actual movies and TV series that are helmed by people who know what they're doing. Yeah. Say, for example, I don't know, like, like it's so funny, though, right? Because the best, one of the best animated films of all time, for example, when it comes to video games and animation, Final Fantasy... Hmm. the Final Fantasy movie actually did really do very very well in that sense but when you have people who work on like media for games for example like Halo or whatever and you come up with a situation where oh like Hollywood wants to have the Hollywood effect to cater to people who don't play the games you know but that's not always going to be the case as we've, we've seen with recent stories and everything like you get people who actually work on the game which is why when they said that they're going to make an Uncharted movie with Tom Holland, it kind of like what? <laughs> why? He's he's not the kind, and he 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 admitted that himself as well. But we know that Gran Turismo, the next game, is actually going to come very very soon. The movie's coming out. Yeah, yeah. Based on an actual true story of a person who became a racer because he played Gran Turismo right now now we're talking yeah, yeah and yeah. It has, I believe that has Mark Wahlberg in that movie for some yeah. reason again <laughs> so yeah like uh, coming back to Assassin's Creed definitely excited for this one because it goes back to the roots everyone's been asking for this and uh, can't wait good stuff well Kevin as always it's great to chat with you good luck in your outer space um, Thank adventures you by I the way I will see you in six months well hopefully <laughs> hopefully we'll see you then this is Dubai I 103.8, the UAE's number one talk radio station. You've been listening to a Dubai I 103.8 podcast. To enjoy lots more from Dubai I in the United Arab Emirates, just go to DubaiI1038.com or find them wherever you normally get your podcasts.